The Red 78. Once we were back, we were back for a period That was when the televisions were in black and white, Quinn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, big buttons and no remote. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're turning our attention to the uh, growing, unfortunate... uh, consistent issue of referee abuse in the GEA and I'm delighted to say we've got the Wexford GEA County Chairperson Michal Martin to talk about the topic. Good morning to you, how are you? Morning Ger. Um Good, Thank you. Uh, look, unfortunately we're, we're talking to you guys because you've had some high profile incidents uh, in recent times but I'm interested in the proactive response that you've decided to take to this. Can you talk to us first off about um, what what you are doing on a practical level just to try and raise the issue so that it's not something that you're carrying the can for but that it's actually something you can be in a leadership position for yeah I, listen I suppose it's well documented at this stage that we've we've had particularly one high profile incident but this is an area that we have actually had on the agenda of every board meeting uh, both executive and full county board meeting this year uh, primarily because of the recruit of the recruitment issue um uh, and um uh i suppose to tackle that we we had come up with a number of initiatives that we thought were um were maybe making progress but then obviously when the incidents uh, and some of these incidents came to light um we um I suppose we we met last last Tuesday night with our with our referees, and within that meeting, we feel that a, a huge number of positive uh, initiatives uh, came out of it. Primarily, and I suppose I would be I would be really proud uh, in the first instance of the reaction of our clubs. Um, we we I suppose gave one week for the clubs to um, to hold a workshop, and uh, I think tomorrow night is the last night uh, for that to be held. I think 70% of the clubs have held theirs already. Um, and we will have uh, we'll have over a 1,000 mentors that will have sat in a room to self-evaluate uh, the current, say, sideline behaviour and attitude towards referees uh, within each club. I think that's the key piece, though. You know, first of all, we've all acknowledged that there there is an issue. There's an issue in our county. Um, and I think... Um, it's it's across counties, it's across codes. Uh, we're all aware of it at this stage. I think I referenced it previously as a societal issue, um, and I think it is. Um, but it's an issue that we do have to deal with. Um, so that that's the first instance in terms of those workshops, and there's been a very positive reaction, um, uh, both from club officials, from mentors, um, and parents. Um, can we can we just tease out the, those workshops because that that's interesting, right? Like. Um the the self evaluation bit is something that's not everybody's very good at, right? It, it, you're asking people, uh, is your behaviour acceptable? You're asking us to ask ourselves, is our behaviour acceptable? And um, like, how how do you how do you encourage that? How do you? Because I, I suppose one of the things here is that we, you would you would hope that a club will turn round to one of their mentors who is going. Uh, as crossing the line or to a parent crossing the line but like we've had this conversation before you, you don't know who you're standing beside and you don't know how angry people are you don't know what's going on in their lives you don't know whether or not they're likely to hit you so a lot of people don't have the 
capacity to turn around to a, a parent or a mentor of a team and say, hang on a second, stop that. that that's not acceptable. Yeah, listen, I suppose we all, ultimately, as a, as a club, the club has to take responsibility for who they appoint on, uh, to, 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 um, to coach teams. Uh, and then once once that once that responsibility is given to a coach, the coach has to be advised, mentored in terms of what is and what isn't acceptable. Um, and that, I suppose, in terms of the workshop, and we would have given the guidance a very specific, um, simple but but guidance in terms of what way we wanted the workshop to uh, to run. Uh, and um, so, for example, we were asking for. We broke down every category from parents, supporters, players, uh, mentors. Uh, a simple rating scale. We want you to rate your current behaviour from one to ten, uh, and we give some parameters within that in terms of you know some examples of of what say misbehaviour would have looked like. And then under each heading, we would have looked. We were, were seeking an action to improve that. Now we are aware, and I think it's it's really important. Uh, and I've said this since um, that. Um, we don't want to tarnish everybody with a brush that uh, is that there's misbehaviour on the sideline. There's a lot of positive behaviour, and the vast majority of volunteers across our county, across across the country, go out and do wonderful work uh, every weekend or every every evening. Um, but there are a small instant number of instances, and particularly at this stage of the year, I think when we get in a, in a GA context, we're getting towards the the knockout stages um, where, you know, the the prize is that little bit bigger uh, and, and the issues probably manifest themselves even more at underage level, to be honest, um, that, as I say, it's now time to hold up a mirror to uh, hold up a mirror for the clubs to hold up a mirror to to um, to look at is our behaviour acceptable and the response we've got has been has been honestly really really good I don't know if you saw social media this morning you see some pictures uh, of the club workshops they've been really really well attended uh, I've spoken to a number of club chairpersons and they've said there's been really really good engagement because I think there's a, a widespread acknowledgement that there uh, that there there are issues. It's it, certainly great, Michal, to see the, the I guess, participation in these workshops. That's definitely a good sign and probably the first step forward. The only thing that would concern me, I guess, from the, the surveys, I guess a lot of people filling out these surveys, you know, when they're being asked to rate themselves from, from 0 to 10 or 1 to 10, uh, when you're filling out those surveys, you're sitting at home, you're not feeling nice and calm. I guess at the games then, tempers flare and people react in, in the moment to, to things happening that, that piss them off. And as Jer says, we don't know the background stories of a lot of these people. Like... Is it your concern that maybe something needs to be done at a higher level, whether it's the top of the GEA, whether it's government, that, that there have to be serious, serious repercussions for, for people? I don't know if it's naming, naming and shaming or, or what it might be, but that there has to be a, an extra element to this to really, to really clamp down on it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, listen, this, we, we would have acknowledged that this is, this is the first step of the process. Um, that, that we've taken, I suppose we had some other recommendations arising out of our meeting uh, last week and I've been contacted by a huge number of people. We're actually um, uh, going to participate in a piece of research with, uh, uh, with um, a researcher from UCD uh, in relation to how we can make long-lasting change on this. Uh, and already um, the, the various phases, and even in the last week, I'd say we've, we've engaged, broken down what a possible research project might look like in terms of making long-lasting behaviour. And we all recognise, myself included, uh, in, in the heat of battle, um, 
you know, p- people are going to get excited uh, and, and what have you, but there's a certain level of behaviours that are unacceptable. So we need to outline those behaviours and then address this and make people aware that these are the sanctions. And I think we've already, I suppose, we we would be proposing and have proposed a special Congress because this is a matter of urgency now where where the line is crossed that the sanctions must be more um, must be more stringent than they are at the moment. Um, like the our hands are tied at the moment in terms of the upper the maximum limit of uh, within the GA, um, and we would be very strongly stating that that maximum limit should be uh, should be removed, and that uh, it will be then at the discretion of the committee to to um, to implement the ban that may be more appropriate. So you uh, bring in lifetime bans in a way it's it's symbolic uh, as much as anything we were just talking about it earlier on in the office like how do you actually police a lifetime ban you know um, you don't need to flash an identity card to get into Croke Park for a match but the fact that a whole community would know that somebody had transgressed to the point where the entire organisation says you are shunned you you should not be allowed we don't trust you to be involved in our organisation anymore it's the symboli- symbolism of that as much as anything rather than the actual day to day enforcement of it yeah, I, I think I, I'd agree with that, Jer. And, and remember, I suppose, again, in a GA context, the GA crosses every community. Um, so generally, and I suppose Ireland is a small place, but within each community and within each county, it's a small place as well, where, where someone transgresses to the point that a lifetime ban is deserved. Uh, I think that'll be easy enough implemented, being honest. Yeah. Can I just ask you one thing? And this is a bit of a tangent, but um, we saw TG Carr mic'd up a referee, and um, I... I, I f- I firmly believe that one of the reasons why the respect that rugby referees get and and even American football referees get is that you can largely hear what's being said to them at some stage. It it becomes public. In soccer, you can't. And in soccer, you can see the referee getting abused. And in GA, you can see the referee getting abused. I think that would stop if we could hear what was being said. I think players would be shamed into not saying the stuff that they want to say. They'd bite their tongue and tempers would calm if, if that was made public, there would be a period of maybe six months where stuff was being said that shouldn't be said. But it would, you know, in, in much the same way that Ireland's a small community, people would be like, oh, geez, I shouldn't have said that. I'm really sorry. Is there is there an element here where we could look at something else, which is a bit left field into helping to call, to to be part of the solution to this issue? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, absolutely. I think there, I, I think it's got to the stage where we need a complete review of um, our approach to refereeing. Uh, we need a complete review of the rule book because it's too convoluted. I mean, the, the playing rules of Gaelic football runs to about 64 pages. Uh, I see David Goff quoted at the weekend in relation to <clears throat> the simplification of, of, of the actual rules. Uh, and we even had an incident uh, at the weekend um, at, at the end of one of our games where I know there was a kind of a general debate on what the actual rule was. Listen, if players... Um, and even if officials can differ in their in their opinion on a, on a rule, well, then the rule is too complicated. Uh, Something to Pat Daly on this, and I think his mantra was: uh, rules should be easy to read, easy to remember, and easy to apply. I think our playing rules at the moment probably aren't um, aren't that, and need to be simplified. Um, there's more people playing our games now than ever before. Uh, particularly, you know, at underage, with the with the advent of of GPOs and with um, goal games, uh, but that means that there's people who probably don't have a level of understanding of the rules are following our games. Uh, so, to go, to, to, I suppose, to get to your point in relation to anything, then that can help in the communication of that, uh, be it the, the player Mike 
or whatever other aspect is something that should be at least explored and trialed and piloted. Uh, and I think we'd all acknowledge now we need to do more. You mentioned, Michal, uh, the word recruitment there from the outset, and that, that's something that we've, uh, a number of weeks ago, I think when it was the, the incident in Roscommon, we spoke to, to David Goff and to Martin McNally, two referees at inter-county level about that. Um, Morris Deegan as well quoted in the newspapers today talking about the fact that you know there's, there's all this talk of the need for two referees on the pitch at the same time, but but counties and, and clubs are struggling to get even one referee on the pitch. Like within your own county of Wexford, is that is that an issue that that area of recruitment and negative stories like this cropping up is, is hardly going to make the issue of recruitment and uh, bringing in new referees any easier? Yeah, and, and that's why we've had it on the agenda. I mean, we we recognise at least twelve months ago we recognised that we had a problem with recruitment referees, um, and and we've we've gone from from almost seventy to just over just over fifty. Uh, probably less than 50 active referees uh, and there have been now not a huge amount of games but there have been a number of games that uh, haven't been able to go ahead because the sheer volume of matches at the weekend uh, we have we would have referees doubling up um, so you know it, it, it's an obvious one but without referees we don't have games uh, so the recruitment process is something that we have been actively uh, we've been actively looking at you no know, we've had a couple of successes I mean this referee of for our senior hurling this year, Eamon Furlong, recently retired player, probably would have had a reputation on the on the field as someone who would have been, you know, robust and uh, would have known the, some some of the dark arts maybe. But he has, uh, in in a short number of years, then has become uh, a referee um, and refereed our senior hurling final to a really really high level. And he's just an example. And I suppose again, just to to emphasise how great a reaction we've had this week in Wexford. He's been in a number of local schools uh, in his area, going in, was invited in um, to talk about respect for referee, to talk about the rules of the game. So it's that type of process that we're looking to generate now in terms of uh, we, we, when we left the room with the referees last Tuesday night, we, we did say this can be a watershed moment in our county in relation to we have to change attitude, we need more referees, but the whole thing is part of a process. Um, and um, unless we start that process and start it quick, we'll, um, we, we won't be recruiting new referees. We'll be losing the referees that we have. Uh, there's a point here from Colin McKnight, which I was just about to make myself in, in the comments. County boards and teams need to stop getting their players who've been sent off off on technicalities obvious red cards are being contested and this needs to stop it's, it's true really isn't it that actually the the system of governance refereeing is actually under attack basically from all sides from supporters management even the administration when it comes to sure look we'll, we'll try and get you off and if, if we have to go to the DRA we'll go to the DRA and generally the DRA are like look lads if the rule book isn't 100% nailed down and how can it be 100% nailed down then there's probably a technicality that you can get off anybody on at some level that is a big issue our culture is to try and get off it's to repent at the last minute and get into heaven well again we would have we would we would be recommend that this disciplinary process within the GA is completely overhauled and reviewed uh, and we've made that recommendation actually within the county and, and our referees I think t- took some solace from it last uh, Last week, we've had 188 red cards um, in our county championships this year, which you know, there's a huge number of games, but quite a high level of, say, red cards. There's only been eight hearings, so only eight of those red cards have sought um, 
have sought a, a hearing, didn't accept the card, let's say, uh, and only two of those have been overturned. And I think one one was proven to be a mistaken um, was mistaken identity. So uh, within the county, we're, we were quite comfortable with that. But to take your point, yeah, listen, there has been a number of high high profile um, cases during the year, and they ultimately they undermine the whole process. Hey. Um, to um, <laughs> For disciplinary process, so there's some feedback on your on the line there. No worries, go on. Sorry, cut across you, Michal. Um, like the issue probably is bigger at the club level because, needless to say, you can hear the abuse quite quite more uh, obviously at, at matches at club level compared to say in Croke Park where there's a full stand and it's and it's quite difficult for referees and players to hear this abuse. But even from your GA supporters hat, like as someone who probably attends a lot of, of games yourself, over the last. Three, four, five years. Have you noticed an increase in you know when you're when you're at in stands yourself as a, as a fan or as someone just there to watch a game? Have you noticed a, a, maybe a bit of an increase in terms of abuse uh, hurled at referees? I think during well, I suppose during COVID we didn't have crowds, and as we emerged from COVID with, with smaller crowds, I think everyone appreciated more the the value of our games. But certainly, uh, certainly since I think this year, uh, as a only last the, the Tuesday night before we had a particular incident uh, we would have spoken at a county board meeting about the level of unacceptable behaviour particularly at underage matches uh, I think it manifests itself more at underage matches um, particularly at this time of the year so say for example we are now at semi-final final stage of our underage games uh, one of the one of the um, proposals that we've um one of the proposals that we've had was to mark out boxes at every ground and that the mentors must stay in that. Now, we have that in our main stadiums and we have our high-profile games, but you can't be having underage matches where mentors are, are 10, 15 yards in on the line, directing players, uh, potentially then engaging with a referee. Um, that's probably a, a growing uh, phenomenon. And it's something that, again, from talking, I've spoken to a number of chairpersons and other, even other codes, um, that it, it it's an issue. So, uh, and there has been a number of initiatives to try and address this, such as silent sideline and so on. Um, but it's a culture change we need. And I, I would have said this last last week. I think Sport Ireland probably need to take the lead on it in terms of bringing the NGBs together, uh, and the policymakers need to develop an overarching protocol to address um, sideline behaviour. I think that's right, and I think that it was interesting that the Houses of the Oireachtas held a hearing on this and came out with all their good ideas, but no one actually followed through to say, like, so hate crime legislation is being introduced at the moment. Like, can we have a, a special statute on the books where if you assault a referee in any sport, that actually there's there's a higher punitive rate to that because it's like somebody who more than likely you're sucker punching, as we've seen. You know, it's um, I don't know, maybe that's taking this too far, but um, you know, it's really interesting. It, you know, you've got a practical, evidence-based approach to a problem that's nationwide, and I really hope that. Um, very interested to hear a bit more about that research you're doing at UCD, and we wish you all the best with it because it really, it absolutely needs to be fixed, and it's great to see you're putting so much effort into it. Thanks a million for joining us. Thanks, guys. Uh, Michal Martin there, the uh, County Board Chairman of Wexford GAA. If you want to get in touch, 087-9180-180 is the WhatsApp number. Um, those boxes for mentors on the sideline, that's a good idea because no matter what age group you're at at the moment, you can see the mentors down in the corners. Yeah. like Constantly straight onto the pitch. Tell them, tell them the players what to do. Like, How are they going to become good decision makers yeah. if you're like, stand there, do this, da, da, da. You're like, what? But it's funny how things like that that sounds so obvious and even the the thing you suggested about micing up referees sounds so obvious when you hear it but but until you actually implement it 
it's, it's micing up change. referees immediately everybody was after the TG Car game was like oh that's really interesting you can hear yeah. he's explaining the rule that he's given the, the foul on yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden those fouls become like it's like in American football everybody knows roughing the passer because the guy comes out and goes roughing the passer and they're like oh yeah it was roughing the passer yeah. do you know like and I think you, you talk about how it might take six months or whatever for, for players to cop on to the fact that my referees are mic'd up I actually think it'd be quicker than that I think players would cop on pretty quickly well, to the fact that yeah, I'm, referees I'm being, are mic'd I'm giving everybody a bit of generosity yeah, of course. here but you, you, you can't do it because the players might say something that would have an impact on their job yeah. is the, is the like the players are amateur and so therefore but that's nonsense yeah 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 they like, can't be protected or sheltered because, but you, because so I'm, I'm allowed to abuse you because I because I'm a, an amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can say what I want to you because I I'm an amateur. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have any legs really. Um, right, we fixed it. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.